Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. We are thrilled to announce our brand new partnership with DraftKings Sportsbook. You may know them as a leader in daily fantasy sports, but what you may not know is that they have recently launched America's top-rated sportsbook app. DraftKings Sportsbook offers a full college basketball gambling experience, including futures betting on, conference winners, player of the year, and coach of the year awards. That is all in addition to pregame, in-game, and parlay betting. DraftKings Sportsbook is a legal, safe, and secure betting app. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TATE. There it is. Mm. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's a lot of cash. That is code TATE and get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Here it is, the legal mumbo-jumbo set as fast as I possibly can. Must be 21 or older, offer valid in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we have the one and only. Mm. It really happened. I, this is not a joke, America. We have the head men's basketball coach of the University of California, Los Angeles, of your mighty Bruins. I'm Mick speechless. Cronin. I mean, I, honestly, I was speechless during the interview, so I yeah. can't even believe that it happened. I can't believe that it As, We were all speechless during the In fact, it, it didn't even happen. We're <laughs> yeah, just going yeah. to play. The interview is 20 minutes of silence. We just sat there on the phone. <laughs> it was like a Mexican standoff. Really. I was I was very nervous to talk to him for uh, obvious reasons. Um one, we were doing it over the phone, Tate, which doing interviews over the phone is hard because you can't mm-hmm. get the feedback. That you, when, when you're being an, an idiot, you want the guy sitting across from you to make mm-hmm. faces that are like, huh? What are you talking about, Dana? You want you want that feedback? Yes. Um, you want to see it in someone's eyes. And you can't, you can't, you don't have that over the phone, obviously. Mm-hmm. So there was that. There was also Mick Cronin has this, uh, he has a very fiery personality, as we know, on the sidelines. But then we've also seen him. You and I have seen him even this year. Be the all-shucks guy in the, the press conference. The all-shucks guy, yes, Very yeah. Roy Williams-like. Yes. So he's kind of like living in both worlds, and we're unsure of which Mick Cronin we're going to get. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. We're going to have to tune in to the rest of the episode and find out later. That's a teaser, folks. Yeah, there you and, go. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there. But first, got to talk about basketball, because you reprimanded me this weekend. You said, we've been having all these guests. <laughs> we've been having all these shows. We've been having too much fun, yeah, damn it. No, you were like, we got to talk basketball. And, and I, honestly, you're right. I mean, we, I looked at the calendar again. And you I said, looked at my Twitter. I saw John Rossi had tweeted 15 more times. Yeah. <laughs> that this is, in fact, March. And I thought to myself, it is time to talk about basketball. And conference tournament time is here. T- so we're going to do that today. You've been weirdly not that interested in this season. I don't know why. I don't know what. I don't know what's going on. What's going on with I you this no year? I don't, I don't get why you seem but I like... Have, I have a Kimba <laughs> candidate, and he plays uh, for North Carolina. This is the last show we are doing of the regular season. Um, it, it dawned on me as we were sitting down that this is... this is As we were watching all these senior nights going this on, you're it. like, oh my God, this is it. This is a, the By the next time we're doing a show, which will be next Tuesday... Um, Conference Rex Luger will, will never play for Notre Dame again <laughs> in that building. So uh, here's what we're doing today. We're going over our Kimba candidates. This is mm-hmm. something that that Tate and I and and really a lot of people in the world of college basketball love. Uh, the Kimba Walker 2011 run um, was 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 insane, and it was led by if it was it was the greatest instance of one man carrying a team to a title. So we we're going to go over the guys that we think. Uh, might fit that bill, but probably won't. But just for the sake of having to create content, we're going to talk about them nonetheless. We're, we're saying maybe one day they could be a candidate where yep. we say that person was a insert, you know, Jeff Jackson candidate. Right. Who knows? Right. A yeah. Jeff Jackson Simpson, to uh, be exact. We're going to do that, and we're going to preview some conference tournaments a little bit. We're going to get to all of it, but first. Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All 
All right, before we get started, want to once again plug our uh, t-shirts that Homage made for us. Thank you, Homage, for for doing that. If you're into our, uh, uh, if you're into you know the show and you want to wear a t-shirt, I, what did I what did I, I tweeted like <laughs> if you want to tell people what a that sell. You love, <laughs> I, now I want to buy a t-shirt. <laughs> if, you, if you like the show, you want to wear a t-shirt. Uh, I'm wear a t-shirt. Yeah, I don't know. I feel, I'm a little insecure about it because people were chirping at me about the price and about all this and that. And it's like, what were they saying? It's, it's a free country. Don't buy the shirt if you don't want to. I'm not going to put a gun to your head. Do whatever you want. The problem is that what inflation is not adjusted, you know, for yeah. everyone in the world. It's only adjusted yeah. at the top. You're right. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, where are we at? <laughs> but uh, we do have a promo code, Tate. This yes. Is, this oh. is for listeners only. This is for the people who actually. Is it four letters? No, it's not. Okay. As it turns right. out, you can have longer promo codes in four letters. <laughs> Who would have thought that? The promo code is friend of the program. It gets you 20% off of the t shirt. So if you're bitching about how much it costs, like we don't make the prices. We have nothing to do with it. We just sign off on it. We're just like, yeah, Tate, I don't really care. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but yeah, 20% off. That's a lot of money. That's right? a lot of money. So yeah, go to go to homage, use friend of the program, you get 20% off the shirt. Uh, you can do that. Um, also, I want to say, Dirty Laundry, we are going to bring it back. We're not going to do it on this show today, mm-hmm. but uh, we, we are... Have, we have some yeah, submissions already. We're locking and loading. We mm-hmm. just need more. We need more. <laughs> we, had, we had a few good ones, but we want enough to like actually rattle through them and then pick a winner. Uh, so we will be doing that and giving out free t-shirts next week. And again, we need sure. uh, reviews, too. So if you go in and you re- put in reviews and they're funny, we're going to find you. We don't know how it's going to work, but we know that the usernames are different than your actual usernames on Apple Podcasts, but we'll, we'll, we'll sift through it. Yeah, we'll we're trying to figure out. out a way to get people to review on Apple Podcasts and give us five stars. Someone at Apple, and we tell us. free shirts. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Two shirts. Eddie Q. <laughs> figure, <laughs> where, where is this for us. Uh, But yeah, send us Dirty Laundry, Titus and Tate at gmail.com. You can do that. Um, and yeah, friend of the program is the promo code at Homage. Somehow, Homage just cracked the code. They figured out a way to get a promo code that's longer than four letters. Uh, Who would have thought? Favorite. Anyway, Tate, we got to talk about basketball. Yes. What is, uh, what, what's going on? What, 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 what's that smile on your face? Well, I'm finally excited to talk about basketball because again, you, you reprimanded me. So I, I got like... I, I really want to just run down like pretty much everything that matters in the world of basketball, which is conference tournament time, which is the period of time where everyone latches on to these certain characters in the world of college basketball. And they're like, that's my guy. And yep. we mentioned at the top of the show, and those are the Kimba candidates, right? So we wanted to run through all the point guards that you're going to fall in love with. I, I like to think it, for me, it was John Lucas the third. That was the original Kimba candidate. You know what I mean? Not John Lucas. Yeah. You know, John Lucas the third with Oklahoma State. That was the first guy that was like, he's the one. He's the one that I, I I align with. He's the one that can carry this team. Juan Dixon was a similar guy that was a Kimba candidate right. in my mind. Uh but you know, that's that's to set the stage that we're gonna talk about basketball, we're gonna talk about the conference tournaments, and we're gonna talk about Kimba candidates. And my first pick, can I draft my first pick? Oh, we're, we're just candidate? jumping right into it. What do you want to do? I don't right? know. Yeah, we can jump right into it. Should Let's we go. thank homage again? No. Thank you, homage, for those t-shirts. <laughs> I love those t-shirts. I don't know. I don't know if you want to set the stage more, if you wanted to get nostalgic about Kimba, if you wanted to we can dive right into it. Let's well, just dive. I, f- I feel like people understand the premise. You the did premise a good job p- of explaining the premise. The so. premise is pretty simple. Yeah. I mean, a guy that can carry your team. And Mick Cronin actually mentioned this in his press conference Saturday night that we went to it against Arizona. He said the thing about Kimba is he had to play all the games in the Big East tournament. That's why we remember it so right. fondly because it's so hard to win a conference tournament when you have to play every single round. So I, I guess I want to make that uh, clear that this is not a a one for one comparison. Mm-hmm. So if uh, the the people I'm going to pick are not necessarily you know what was what was what was UConn that year like ninth in the Big East exactly these are not these are not guys that are necessarily they don't have to be <laughs> ninth in their conference they don't mm-hmm. have to have like a Jeremy Lamb site like. It's not about that. It's basically like 
a team that uh, a, a guy who could carry a team to a national mm-hmm. title by himself, basically. Yeah, that's this it. is not the Markel Johnson pick for the ACC tournament where you're like NC State can make a run. Yeah, yeah. Markel Johnson could be yes. Kimball Walker in that sense, or so maybe it is. is. Maybe, yeah, maybe, I, don't maybe that's my pick. <laughs> I don't know. You'll see. Uh, all right, dive into it. Let's get into it. Okay. Go ahead. So the first candidate that I have uh, starts on the West Coast again. This is a West Coast podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm a West Coast basketball guy at this point. Peyton Pritchard. Ooh, I like this. See, okay. I don't think Peyton Pritchard is going to win National Player of the Year. But I also think that in, in the world of, again, we have Mick Cronin at the end of this podcast or coming up on this podcast. So I don't want to say anything, you know, uh, against I want, I, want to, I want to. I want to make clear, by the way, we're recording this before Oregon plays tonight. They're playing Cal. Yes. I think they're like 15-point favorites. Yes. Uh, we, we're doing that on purpose. We want to <laughs> have one more show in the bank where UCLA is in first place by themselves. Exactly. So we're trying to get this done before. Uh, we are rigging the system so but, UCLA can ride. But we just witnessed Ohio State. So like, if you're trying to... It, Ohio State <laughs> just beat Illinois. But mm-hmm. yeah, so that's about the timeline we're working on right okay, now. So okay, so we're in between that okay, timeline go, go right there. Go okay, ahead. We're right in the sweet spot. So anyways, Peyton Pritchard in Oregon, a team that is, again, like you said, they have a chance to be first in the Pac-12 mm-hmm. to tie UCLA and the Bruins. Okay, so that can happen, right? Peyton Pritchard is the guy that is sort of forgotten in the whole National Player of the Year situation because of you and the Dayton Flyers and Obi Toppin. Everyone has basically decided he is the guy. Mm-hmm. So Peyton Pritchard has a chip on his shoulder. I like when he has a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. He's going to make a run in the tournament. He's going to be in Las Vegas. Kimba candidate. Uh, Oregon last year... So are you saying for conference tournaments? You're saying for I'm saying for conference. This is for conference. This is for your conference tournament. Okay, that's fine. I want to save all these guys for conference tournaments, and then when we get let's repackage it again and be like, guess what? Now it's different Kimba candidates. Well, my list is for NCAA tournaments. This is perfect. Okay, so Peyton Pritchard for the NCAA (laughs) tournament. What both tournaments? He's a tournament player. He's a PTPer, as Dickie V would like to say. It 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 applies to both. It's just guys who can just take over and and be great all the month of March. So who cares? Peyton it, it works for both. If Peyton Pritchard, if he's dominating the Pac-12 tournament, mm-hmm. it stands the reason that when the NCAA tournament starts, he could also be the kind of guy that could score 35 points and in, in must-win games and all that. Right? Yes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, <laughs> all right. My number three can my number three pick. Uh, we're, we're doing our top three, correct? Yeah. So we're working backwards, or yes. you just you just ripping. This through is your, no. Yeah, that okay. was my number, was three, number three going to my number one. My yes. number three is a man who should be number one, but. Uh, I, I just gave it more thought, and I think just coming fresh off of the Villanova game, it's got me rattled a little bit. It's Miles Powell, mm. who I think if you did a vote, it, it's either him or Marcus Howard has got to be the pick that everyone would make. Um, and I think if you asked me this a month ago, I was no-brainer, Miles Powell is number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seton Hall plays great defense. Miles Powell will, will – will, we know what he can do scoring. He's, he's done it all season. Just kind of, I, I, I'm a little worried that he chucks too much, Dave. I'm just a little worried that that, that I, I don't think I don't think he can do it six games in a row in the NCAA tournament. I think he can do it on any given night, but he can't do it on any <laughs> six given nights. Okay, six straight nights. See, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. That makes sense. But as far as like the the peak of of Kimbaness, as far mm-hmm. as like the, the the if there's any one guy that can make you look like an idiot for not putting him at number one, I feel like it's Miles Powell. Like he he as far as like the he'll take the dumbest shots, mm-hmm. he'll make the dumbest shots. He has the a capacity to score forty eight points anytime he takes the court. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really worried that I picked him at number three because that could come back to bite me and I could look stupid. But yeah, that's my number three. But we have been hauled in all year. And you, in fact, I think that was the first team when we did the full, you know. Yeah, yeah, When I was trying team. to do the painter. Yeah, thing, you yeah. went with Seton Hall. And, you know, at that point, we were like, okay, we, we deal with Miles Powell. Villanova yeah. played great in that game. Also, Seton Hall shot like, what, like 14% from three against Villanova in that yeah. game. So got to make shots. You got to make shots. So yeah. we're just blame that I'm not making shots. And we know Miles Powell is a sincere guy. So 
All right, number two on my list, right, as we move up the Kimba candidates. And yeah. it's a guy that I know that right now a lot of people are saying, I don't know about Duke. But I do know about one guy. And when mm-hmm. it comes to tournament tie, Trey, Trey Jones is going to be there. You have him on your list? Number two on the list, Kimba oh my Canada, God, I had is Trey him. Jones. Because it's the Jones family. It's the basketball Jones. Yeah. I mean, it started with Tyus, and it's come down to Trey. And when things, like after that, well, after what he did in Chapel Hill when he threw the ball off the rim, I'm yeah. just thinking to myself, this kid has something else. And it's just like his brother Tyus. Yeah. He has a real tournament chance uh, to make a real run in the tournament, I should say. And uh, yeah. Trey Jones. That's I, all I can really say. I had him uh, listed on my as, honorable as, mention. As my honorable mention, I was going to put him in the top three. <sighs> I, he, he's the one guy that I would put in the 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 top three that I left out. He's my number one honorable mention. I'll put it that way. I, I really wanted to put him in. I can't believe you put him on your list, but because, I, I'm a hundred percent with you. Yeah. Because to me, I'm, I'm looking at this conference tournament. I think Duke is going to win the ACC tournament. Yeah. So I'm saying to myself, okay. Trey Jones is going to make a run. He's going to play really well. I mean, I, honestly, I think Cassius would be the guy that really steps up for Duke to be that second or third guy because they have Vernon Carey right. and, you know, Trey Jones. So if that were to happen in the tournament, I guess he would be the Kimba candidate because Trey's been doing it the whole time. But Trey Jones, number uh, two. The, the other thing we have to we have to remember with these with the Kimba stuff is that uh, it, it's not just the one guy carrying the offense. The uh, and, and this isn't to say, by the way, this isn't to say like it's the it's, staging. People are going to ch- chime in and say, "What about Vernon Carey? That Vernon Carey is obviously an All American." <laughs> are you saying that Vernon Carey sucks? No, that's mm-hmm. not what we're saying. We're saying that Trey Jones has the capacity, as we saw in North Carolina, to just say like, "I got this." Everyone, get mm-hmm. out of my way, and um, he could do that. But there's also you have to have you have to play good defense. Mm-hmm. That's the lost part on this. And spoiler, I do not have Marcus Howard on my list for that reason. <laughs> Marcus Howard, not just individually, I'm talking about Marquette as a team. Like Marcus Howard could score a ton of points, mm-hmm. but the Kimba recipe is great team defense mm-hmm. and then offense, you throw the ball to the one guy and he does all the scoring. And if Marquette is not going to play great team defense, then we're never going to have the the Kimba moment with Marcus Howard, right? Yes. Yeah, that's, I think that's a lock. And so, the Marquette fans are upset right now. To, to that point, Trey Jones fits the bill because Duke play, does play. For all Duke's problems, they can guard a little in comparison to the rest of the country. Like we, we're, we're grading this on a sliding scale because yes. like the teams this year I don't feel like are as good as they usually are. Um, but Duke plays defense as well as most of the top teams. Well, uh, and they were supposed to be known for de- – at the start of yeah, the season, yeah. everyone was like, Duke is a defensive first right. team. They're not a great scoring team, but they know how to play defense, and that sort of fell apart you know, for a little bit. But – you got it. Trey Jones, yeah. number uh, two. All right. My number two, Tate, is a guy that we saw in person recently, another West Coast guy. Um, I, I am going with Malachi Flynn, San Ooh. Diego State. And uh, again, it seems now that I'm actually seeing my list in front of me and we're fleshing this out, uh, I can't believe I have Miles Powell at three and I have Malachi Flynn above him. Uh, here, here's why. I don't think Malachi Flynn is better than Miles Powell. I think the the current situation with San Diego State lends itself to needing a hero mm-hmm. more than the current situation at Seton Hall, if that makes sense. If you've been watching San Diego State, and I know you have. We all have. Always. Um, their offense is trash right now. It's not It's not good. Their offense is, is really, really not playing well. They, they Today, uh, this morning, they were playing Air Force, and they got down big. They needed a big comeback. Uh, they ended up winning pretty comfortably, but um, their offense is not doing well, and and – they're still playing decent defense, and that to me is again is the recipe for the Kimba situation. Where mm-hmm. uh, if they continue to have these poor offensive nights, you need you, uh, at Nevada, Malachi Flynn scored what 36, 38 mm-hmm. it was was it? I think it was thirty six. Thirty six. Um, that's why I think I have him above Miles Powell. Not that he's a better player, but that San Diego State they they've only lost one game, but they're not playing their best basketball right now. Mm-hmm. The the situation is is. A perfect storm is brewing where they're in a second round game and the whole team just like 
you know, 10 minutes in the game, just looks at Malachi Flynn is like, you have to save us. Wetzel's looking yeah. at him. He's like, just take yeah, the like, ball. I don't have, yeah, like, I can't do this. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. And then he scores 40 points and, and, and they win. But I don't think, you know, like, I don't think they're going to win the national title. I don't think he's a better player or anything like that. But uh, I, I think that situation is, is I think my Boris DL candidate is uh, Matt Mitchell to be the Boris yeah, DL. The Boris, yeah. so that will be my pick, Matt Mitchell, for, for uh, San Diego State. All right, my number one pick. And this okay, is the ahead. one that I'm really excited about because uh, it's a lock and it's been a lock since we basically started this. Re- since we relaunched the podcast, there's been one team, there's been one central focus, and that is the redemption of Bill Self, of mm-hmm. William Self, the man mm-hmm. that refuses to go to the San Antonio Spurs out of pride and out of respect for Adidas and Kansas. Yes. And I say that in that order. Yeah. Out of respect for Adidas and for Kansas. Did you see Did you see that? Uh, go ahead. Say your pick. I'll let you finish it. Though. The go point ahead. guard of that team. You oh, know who he is. Okay. Devin Dotson. And a yep. guy that's going to basically come into his own. Because as a bouquet is obviously 31 points, 14. Right. Career high in his senior night, his last game in Lawrence, Kansas. But Dotson is still figuring it out a little bit, and I think we've seen him play at his, at his worst when he played against Trey Jones earlier in the year. Right. He has those demons to get over. I like the whole redemption story of Kansas. I like Bill Self in the tournament, and I like Dotson to be the Kimba candidate that carries them to a title. It's really interesting the last couple of weeks how Kansas has emerged. Uh, I, I, we felt like they're the best team all season, but yes. even then there's a little hesitancy because you're like, you know, Baylor is obviously really good. Uh, mm-hmm. San Diego State was undefeated at the time. Dayton is playing really well. Um but it feels like the the consensus. And last year we saw them fall apart. I mean, we saw them at the Champions Classic blowing out Michigan yeah. State. And then as the season wore on, you know, we lost the Gerald Vick and their whole team kind of blew yeah. up. And Grimes ended up transferring. But like we're, we've reached a point though where Kansas seems to be the 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 runaway favorite. It's yes. like it feels it it. it it's not quite this severe, but it's starting to trend that way to where you, if you start paying attention to how people are talking about this tournament and, and the landscape of college basketball, that it's like positioning towards a Kansas versus everyone else mm-hmm. feel going into the tournament, which is wild. And to the to uh, a similar trajectory, I would say, is to me, Dotson was the best player on Kansas all season. And it feels like the last two or three weeks, Azabuke, everyone's like, you know, Azabuke might be a first-team All-American <laughs> and Dotson – isn't really I feel like if you polled people and asked them who the best player on Kansas is right now, Azabuke would get like seventy percent of the vote. And mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that's been true the entire season. No, he was benched at one point. Yeah. But I guess that might go hand in hand. That might be why people like Azabuke's been playing so well recently that now people are like, Oh my God, if Kansas is getting that mm-hmm. Azabuke to go with that Dotson to go with those athletic wings that they have and the great defense they can play, um, they're far and away the best team in college basketball. So yeah, I'm with you that, that Dotson is good enough, uh, but I don't think Dotson's going to ever – I don't think there's ever going to be a game where Dot, mm-hmm. where, where Kansas is going to be like, Dotson, we we need you to carry us. And see, I think that may happen because, yeah. like, uh, Azubuke, I don't trust the health aspect. I mean, he's got a little Joel yeah. Embiid in him where it's like if Azubuke gets in the tournament and in a game he goes down or something like or that. Or foul has, trouble yeah, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, has to miss, yeah. like, eight, you know, six to eight minutes of real actual game action and they need someone to score points. Dotson's got the ball in his hands. Let's see what happens. I think he can do it. So, uh, And you have to win at the end of the day. You have to win the title. That's the whole point yeah. of the Kimba candidate. He has to actually win. So Dotson can win. That is true. He does have to win. We, we're all over the place with our uh, <laughs> with our stipulations. Because like Malachi Flynn, is, I don't think because, he's winning the title. Look, when but Kimba happened, time, it didn't make sense. You know what I mean? So that is everyone true. had to find their own stipulations. So maybe that's why I like Malachi <laughs> Flynn as a Kimba. Because you're, you're trying to pick someone who like it would be kind of surprising if they won the title. Yeah. And I think... I think Maybe Malachi Flynn deserves to be number one for me because, yeah, it would be very surprising if San Diego State won the title. And I think the only way they can win the title is if he just goes absolutely nuts. So that might be my number one pick. But anyway, um, (laughs) it's not. My number one pick is uh, a guy in a similar situation, a guy who also played in the Champions Classic, Mm. uh, but a similar situation as Dotson in that his big man is playing out of his mind right now. 
It is Cassius Winston mm. of the Michigan State Spartans, um, who Michigan State in general is is peaking at the right time, Tate. I'm not sure if you've been paying attention. Mr. March. Mr. March is here. Uh, Never left. Michigan State is going to win a piece of the Big Ten title. They might win mm. it outright. I don't know how the math is going to – I think like Maryland has to lose to Michigan now. Wisconsin has to lose at Indiana. Yeah, but anyway, they're going to win a piece of it. Uh, they Vegas has thought they're the best team in the Big Ten all year. Maryland fans disagreed for a long <laughs> stretch, and then now Maryland fans are like, all right, maybe you're right. Tip of the cap. Um, but no, Cassius Winston is a senior. He's a point guard, uh, a senior point guard who has, was at the Final Four last year. He's uh, uh, obviously can score in bunches. Um, we know all of what happened at the start of the season with his brother and, and his, his brother mm-hmm. committing suicide and, and all of the, the – the kind of weight that he's been carrying like that. I envision a scenario where he's he it, it seems like they've turned the corner of Michigan State and 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 you and I talked about them for a long time. We were like we we thought like like they weren't winning like they should have been, whatever. Was it adversity? Was it injuries? You know, Langford is out. They were counting on Langford playing. Um and and he obviously has been out all year. There 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 came a stretch where it was like I don't think it was any of that stuff. I think they were just playing bad basketball. Mm-hmm. Like like adversity and injuries had nothing to do with Aaron Henry playing poorly or or Rocket Watts like being so inconsistent, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. They're they're all seem to be playing well right now. But uh I think Winston, now that now that everything is kind of falling into place for him, I uh, I, I saw an article today, Tom Izzo uh, was talking about just kind of how hard it was to coach Winston and now he's had a heart to heart with the Winston family about like um because we, we discussed that too of mm-hmm. like how can you yell at a kid like if, if Cassius Winston's in practice and he's not given a hundred percent? How do you really yell at him when you know, mm-hmm. given what he's been through? So, and and um, it seems like they figured all that out and they they kind of have it all in line at the right time. And I just envision a world where Cassius Winston is sort of playing with house money in the sense that like he's got a bigger picture of what li- what matters in life, mm-hmm. and this game doesn't matter. And if we lose, who cares? There's more important things in life, so I'm just gonna go ball out, have some fun, see what happens. And oh, would you look at that? What happened is I scored 40 and we won the national title. <laughs> and it's been 20 years since we won yes. a national title for the Big Ten right. and for Michigan State. And we talked about that at the beginning of the year. I mean, outside of the Kansas storyline with Bill Self getting redemption, the Michigan State Big Ten story to get back into the main fold and get, get, get back in the national spotlight with Cassius Winston carrying that team, it made a lot of sense. I mean, it yeah. seems like, okay, <laughs> it all checks the boxes here. And they fell apart for a little period of time, as we both know. But again, Mr. March is here. And Mr. March Cassius is here. Winston is number one. He's not Mr. April, though. That's the problem. He's Mr. March. April that's does a, come. That's the problem. We think. We think. We don't yeah. know. We don't know. There's lots of things that are going on in the world. I mean, there are. There, yeah. there could be. Who knows if a final. What if What if the final four? This This is. I, I'm calling my shot. Uh, Michigan State, like, whatever regional Michigan State gets in, they're steamrolling everybody. <laughs> then the other three regionals are absolute chaos. Mm-hmm. And we get like a, we do get a 2011 all over again. We're like, Michigan State is, what are they going to be? A four seed, maybe? Three seed? Let's say what, three seed. Yeah. Whatever. They're three, that's UConn. There mm-hmm. you go. That was UConn in 2011. Uh, they're, they're three seed. They, they steamroll through the, the, uh, their regional. They make the final four. And then every other region is like 11, a seven, mm-hmm. and a nine or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And uh, we're going into the Final Four, and then the NCAA cancels it because of coronavirus. And then they're just like, sorry, we're just not going to crown a champion this year. And all the Michigan State fans are like, are you kidding me? Well, they just it was on a platter for you, us. You just have to claim our, it. Yeah. You just, that's the yeah, first thing yeah. you have to do. You have to put out a newspaper from yeah. the Detroit Free Press that says, so, we are the national champions. Yes, because that's so. what lives. The, the written word will live. <laughs> yes. You will be national champions if you put that out. I'm with you. I think that's what you got to do. I think the Big Ten would do the same. I think the- <laughs> Cashing in. We are the champs. Michigan State rolls to another national championship. Love um, that. 
uh, while while we're power ranking things, should we power rank our uh, conference tournaments we're most excited about? Yes. Because uh, the, there are some going on right now. Obviously, that some of the smaller ones are going on. I I, I talked earlier about San Diego State needing a, a comeback against Air Force. Um, but the power ones all start next week. So this mm-hmm. is the last show we're going to do before the power conference tournament starts. Uh, real well, quickly, we'll, we'll do a show Tuesday, right? Before the, the full power conference. I thought start. they, I thought they, did, well, so most of them start on two. ACC starts on Tuesday. All right. Well, yeah, they start yeah, on two. All right. We'll, we'll do one still more. talk about it. Yeah. All right. We'll keep talking about it. I thought one of them started on Monday. Is that, then maybe I'm thinking of the old Big East when they had like <laughs> quadruple bias. Look, the they, old Big East, if they could, they'd yeah. still be playing a tournament right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? This, this tournament would have never ended if it was the old Big East. But, you know, uh, I can't get it now. Whatever. Maybe we are doing one more show, but uh, I, I, I'm I, going to Dayton this weekend for the game, and yes. I will be very hungover for that show. So I want to do this now <laughs> before <laughs> before that happens. Uh, what what tournaments are we most excited about? Before I guess before we get into it, let's set the st- stage a little bit. How, mm-hmm. how much do conference tournaments care to you? Because you're an ACC guy. Mm-hmm. The ACC famously only crowns uh, the conference tournament champion. If you win the regular season, you don't actually get to hang a banner, even though literally every program hangs a banner and everyone recognizes it. Uh, Duke fans on Twitter say that doesn't actually count. Um, so, as an ACC guy, do you is, is the ACC tournament and in conference tournaments in general? Do they matter? The ACC tournament used to matter when it was strictly in Greensboro. And then a man yeah. by the name of Jim Beheim said that he would never tra- travel down to podunk town of Greensboro, <laughs> North Carolina. And uh, that changed things. And again, you know, North Carolina decided to start playing. And, you know, the, AC- the ACC in general started playing in the Barclays Center and all these other places. But that's a whole different story. To me, conference tournaments are, it's all about strategy by winning enough games to keep your seed. Right. But not winning the whole thing so you don't have to win so 12 straight games yeah. or whatever it may be. <laughs> right. So it's like it's all about strategic placement. And if you're a team like Duke that is fueled by an ACC tournament run to a title, mm-hmm. go for it. But if you're a team like North Carolina has been in the past, losing the semifinal game or losing the second round of Georgia Tech, throw it. No right. one cares. Right. You know what I mean? And honestly, that's what the ACC tournament is. I think collectively for a team like Baylor – you know, for the Big 12 tournament, that would mean a lot for they them. Need to to they yeah, need to Baylor do it. Yeah, Baylor needs to win. I don't think Kansas does. I know. I think, yeah. Kansas is in the same boat right. of like just lose to whomever. If you play Texas Tech in the semifinals, it's fine to just lose that game, especially if it's a close one. Maybe just go down and get ready to be, you know, a one seed and make a real run in the Midwest. Right. I'm I'm absolutely with you. And by the way, we're talking about power conference tournaments because yes. the lower conferences obviously matter. The winner gets the automatic mm-hmm. bid. It's, it's, captivating theater to, to, to flip it on ESPNU or whatever, CBS Sports Network 3 or whatever channel. Or ESPN they're Plus or yeah. ACC <laughs> Network or Longhorn Network or our whatever. Boss, our bosses are saying plug some Fox. Uh, Fox, Fox Sports 1, Fox yes. Sports 2, Fox... Fox Sports South. Yeah, all right. Uh, it's fun to turn it on and 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 check the the championship. And obviously, there's a ton at stake in those games. But, FXX. Um, but it is weird because the power conferences usually, like as you said, it's it's they're basically just playing for seeding. Obviously, there are teams on the bubble who are trying to win to get in. But for the most part, when you get to the power conference championship games, those two teams are already in. The automatic mm-hmm. bid doesn't really mean anything. It's mm-hmm. just a, a a matter of yeah, are we saving our legs? Do we want the trophy? Do you know? Every, everyone will say they're playing for the trophy, but you and I are smarter than that. We figured it out. Does it really matter? Like, do you remember those runs? You know, really, no. in the annals of time, do you remember the 2008 ACC tournament? I mean, I may remember it, and you know. No, I remember who wins Big Ten regular season championships, but exactly. I do not remember. People remember the regular season yeah. because it was enough time for yeah, you yeah. to kind of soak it all in and digest it and take it in. But- and, and because if you're a fan, you've, you've pulled up the standings 
like 400 times where you're refreshing. You're like, okay, we're only three and a half yes. back now. And then you then you pull up your schedule mm-hmm. and like, if we win these next mm-hmm. seven in a row, we haven't won more than two in a row Maryland yet this fans year. Are like, if yeah. we only lose three of the next seven, we'll still stay. Yeah, and you do that for three months or whatever it is. So by the time you realize, you start doing the math, and you're like, shit, mm-hmm. we're out. Mm-hmm. Um, you you've you've already made note of like who's at the top and who you're chasing. So that's probably what or if, or you're months. like me and you just checked out. Yeah, <laughs> it's right, like, right. I, I'm not looking at the standings. So you tell me what's right. gonna happen. Uh, so there it is. Yeah, well, I, I I do like if nothing else, it's like a it's an appetizer. It gets you in the 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 uh, mode of just waking up, turning on your TV, watching college basketball all day for get, getting ready for the real thing. So with that in mind, uh, let's go through our top five. Okay, because there are five power conferences. Yes. as we know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say which five, so I'm going to let everyone argue over who the five are. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people think yeah. that certain teams um, are the five. No, uh, do do. Let's do the top five. So, okay. who, who do you have at number five? What what conference tournament are you fifth most looking forward to? I think it's already happening right now. In fact, I know it is, and that is the WCC, and that's the West Coast okay. Conference. And that is there. There's two reasons why I care about that tournament in general, and the basically the two reasons are pretty easy: Mark Pope mm-hmm. and BYU. Those are the two reasons the two that reasons. I care. Because okay. right now with this tournament, Gonzaga, you need to pull the maneuver we were just discussing. Gonzaga does not need to win that tournament, no. of course. Like they need to basically, again, put themselves in position to make a real run at the title. They're already a one seed. Yeah, and now's the time. Yeah, you know, now it's time to actually win the title. Mark Few can kind of get the the quote unquote haters off this off his back and do all that sort of stuff. But BYU and Mark Pope, they have the momentum. Things are going great. They kind of figured out who they are. Yoli Childs is back. They have a full rotation. They have a full team. We saw them in Maui. Now they've grown into this version of BYU, which I think is a very scary team in the tournament. But I would like them to win something that they can hang their hat out a hat on for Mark Pope. To mm. just be like this is this BYU team. This is now, who we are. They have a real identity. And now the WCC against Gonzaga in the final. That's the here's moment. the problem though. If you're Gonzaga, uh, I'm with you that you you need to throw the game. Um, throw the game. You need to throw the game for this season. But mm-hmm. are you worried that by giving BYU this momentum and having them beat you twice in one season? It's fine. Going into next year and beyond, like Mark Pope gets something rolling and. Oh no! You've 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 created Frankenstein. Mark Few Frankenstein's saying, monster. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mark Few was looking at all the chips on the table, and he's saying to himself, "How do I keep? Do I keep flying to Japan and Australia to recruit all these kids all the time? How is coronavirus going to affect Gonzaga's recruiting? Who knows? This is the story that's that's right. not been <laughs> exactly coming to you on the Athletic by Seth Davis. <laughs> Mark Few's like, you know who really likes me, Roy Williams. You know what I can do? Position myself to be the next coach at Carolina, yeah. where I don't have to fly to Australia and Japan to find these superstar talents and then develop them into stars to then try to win titles against all these other blue bloods. It's an easier path. Mm. That's that's Makes a long term plan. You know what Makes I mean? But let Mark Pope be free. Let him <laughs> right. go. Okay, so the WCC. That's my w- WCC yeah, yeah, yeah. is your uh, BYU versus Gonzaga. Uh, my number five pick is the American. Um, we mm. witnessed tonight. Houston lost at UConn, and Tate. I'm uh, wrap your mind around Samson this. versus Hurley. Wrap your, love it. Wrap your mind around what is happening in the American right now. Tulsa, coached mm. by Frank Haith, is sits alone in first place in the American. Tulsa. If you go to any bracketologist on earth. Any any one of the there's there's a million of them these days. Uh, go to any of them. Nobody has Tulsa on the bubble. Tulsa is nowhere to be found on the bubble. They're and that's not because they're on the right side. They're not in the tournament. They have a very long way to go to get. But into who the tournament. is their head coach, Mark? Titus. Frank Haith is the head coach. Tate. So the American throw is positioned. America is positioned. That's the first four Dayton game I've ever heard one. Tulsa. You have to throw him a bone. Um, the American is fascinating for that reason. Your number one seed in this tournament is going to be playing for an NCAA tournament. Like, they have to basically win out, it, it appears, to, to, to get a, <laughs> an automatic bid. 
Um, there's that. There's also Memphis is still in this conference. I don't know if you're aware of this, Tate. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you remember when at the start of the season, Penny Hardaway declared that Memphis was going to win the national championship. Mm-hmm. Memphis, if you go to any bracketologist website, nowhere to be found on the bubble. Uh, they have to win out to make the tournament as well. So Tulsa has to basically win out. Memphis has to win out. Houston is not playing particularly well. They mm-hmm. lost at UConn today. Um, the Ameri- I think Wichita State's on the bubble. I think mm-hmm. Cincinnati's on the bubble, but I think they're probably in, but who knows? It's the bubble. You never really know. Yeah, my pop. Uh, there's a lot of captivating stuff going on in the American, and for that reason, I will be tuning in to see how it all unfolds. That's a pretty good plug. That's that was a really pretty good, good plug. Yeah. Look at what, the what, is the what is the American on like CBS Sports? Like they should just take that rant and just play that on the commercial. This like, is the American <laughs> Conference. <laughs> Mark Titus, who Dan Dockage doesn't even know, says that the- <laughs> <laughs> Dan Dockage doesn't. <laughs> I'll never get uh, over that. We'll never get over that. Uh, all right, I love that. I love the American. Con- I thought you were going to say something about Dan Hurley and Samson like meeting each other. I, I was basically oh, trying yeah, to yeah. WWE the, all these conference yeah. tournaments. Like, what do I want to see in the final? Uh, like who do I want to see play each other? I want to see. I want to see. Tol- I don't even know if the. I I don't know what the bracket is. I don't have it in front of me. I, guess, I don't know if it's completely decided either. Uh, but I want to see Tulsa mm-hmm. and Memphis in the title game, and they like the winner gets the automatic bid. The loser is out, and and Penny versus Frank Haith would be fascinating to say the least. Fascinating to say mm-hmm. the least. All right, number four on my okay, list. This is the conference that you know the most about. So I'm basically just going to say, in my mind, the 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 tournament that I care the fourth most about, the Big Ten tournament. Okay. And I know a lot of people in the world are going to say, well, don't they have like 10 teams that are actually going to make the tournament? There's, a, there's no consensus team. You know, there's a lot of hot teams. People may say Ohio State is a really hot team that you may Ohio State's take. playing well right now. I mean, Illinois was a team that you would think about before they lost to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michigan's a team to talk about. Obviously, we mentioned Michigan State with Cassius Winston. I think the Big Ten is fascinating because I think Michigan is a team I actually like in the tournament okay. because they are the Big Ten tournament team in my mind of recent you know, memory, right. at, least, at least with Beeline. So for me, I'm going to be watching Michigan. I'm going to be putting all my chips in on Michigan, okay. at least. Interesting. But otherwise, you know more about the uh, Big Ten. What else is going to happen? I think Purdue's going to win it. <laughs> I think that's what? what's going to happen. Wait, what? <laughs> I think Purdue is going Purdue to. Purdue is the best team in the country. Where, is what, the, what is the, where's the bubble in Purdue? Because don't let that burst. <laughs> Best thoughts team in the thoughts and prayers to whoever gets an NIT six seed and has to play Purdue in the first round. You're losing my sixty points. You're losing. Yeah, Purdue is a three seed in in Mackey Arena. Oh, it's a wrap. It's over. Oh my God, Purdue is going to blow the Purdue, and then in the second round they're going to lose by fifteen in the NIT. But uh, that first round game, oh my God, it's going to be it's going to be incredible. Speaking of the NIT, did you see the Joe Biden clip that they put together that someone put out? That was he, great. That, he that was, was like, fantastic. The NIT bracket announcement. I know. That well, really hurt. The me. best part about it was it was all accurate except he said virginia at the beginning which like virginia is gonna make it virginia's well, gonna make it, well, yeah, but it would have been better it would have yeah, been better because you know one, I'm, yeah. I'm i'm one of those guys i'm the well actually guys like well you know virginia is gonna make it so technically they should have just cut the virginia was the first one he said though you could have cut the video off right there and they just started with like, when he said north carolina, carolina it killed I know, me because I, <laughs> I saw it the headline so funny, and though. i was like i hope he doesn't say north carolina <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, um, we're going to stay at home, just like the Bernie people. We're going to stay right. at home. At number four for me, I have the A-10, Tate. Ooh. Yeah. Played in Pittsburgh. Uh, and, and here's why. There are a couple of notes we, we need to go well, over. Well, Dayton, obviously. We're, we're, I'm going to save the Dayton notes. First of all, I'm going to say Richmond and Rhode Island are on the bubble, mm-hmm. um, which I'm fascinated with any conference tournament where you have teams that are on the bubble that are playing each other and and two teams enter, mm-hmm. and only one team can <laughs> can win the thing. Um that 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 is that is fascinating to me, but also I actually just in general like the A10 
is is Dayton? They're not going to get one bid. Surely one of those other teams got to get in. Even if Dayton, like if Dayton wins the eight ten tournament, surely they're going to get another, like Richmond or Rhode Island, right? I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. I think Rhode Island really hurt themselves in that one game that everyone watched because, like, I've seen Rhode Island play earlier in the year, and I'm like, Rhode Island's a pretty good team, and then Dayton played so great in that game that I don't know. I I want to come. America, dismiss that game. Let Rhode Island. Here's in. the problem with Dayton is that they they are doing them. They're beating teams so badly, <laughs> and we know that they we know that they've had some close scores mm-hmm. here and there because mm-hmm. they do the thing where they let teams yeah. hang around and yeah. then they upset watch. Yeah, and then everyone tunes in and then they turn it on. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, Dayton is 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 killing these teams. Um, <laughs> and I think it's doing them a disservice because yeah, like last night they destroy Rhode Island, and people that don't really aren't really paying a ton of attention. You just think to yourself, "Wow, Rhode Island really sucks." So Dayton doesn't play anybody. So I, I think Dayton's overrated, and it's like this, like thing where like because they're beating, I think that's why they do the upset watch because they beat teams so badly. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks their schedule sucks, so therefore they're overrated. When really, if you make it look hard, you know, it's like when my dad would beat my ass and I'd start crying <laughs> after the first one, even though it didn't hurt. Mm-hmm. I knew that, I knew that he would stop spanking me because he'd be like, you know. Obviously, it's that sort of logic. They, they, then they would circle around it, yeah. and then come back and then catch you laughing. Yeah. He's like, you laughing? You're yeah. like, no, I'm no, crying. Right, I'm yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, crying. Right. <laughs> so if you make it look like it's difficult, everyone's like, wow, that's a real challenge. I think Dayton, uh, yeah, th- th- there's that in play. But anyway, the Dayton note that I'm interested in with the mm-hmm. A-10 tournament, uh, Dayton has to has to win out to get the one uh, one seed. Uh, I think San Diego State, that's, that's the big debate with the NCAA tournament right now. Who gets the last one seed? Kansas, mm-hmm. Baylor, Gonzaga already have them all locked up. Um Dayton and San Diego State are fighting for the last one. I believe San Diego State should lose on purpose. Uh, I've been saying it. I think San Diego State wants the two seed in the West. That's their best course of action to mm-hmm. get to the Final Four. Um, and Dayton wants the one seed in the East. Dayton fans would love that. They would love to have the one seed versus having – I think Dayton's going East either way. But uh, point is, Dayton has to win out to get that one seed. That's very important to them. And if they do, if they run the table and, – and, and I'm getting ahead of myself because I am going to Dayton for this George-Washington game on mm-hmm. Saturday, but I'm assuming they're going to win that one. And then they run the table and win the uh, uh, A-10 tournament. Only one other time has that happened where a team has gone undefeated in all in, in regular season and conference play in the A-10. 1988 Temple team. So there's a little stat for you. So that, that's what's at stake right here. And this is the highest ranking for Dayton since 1955-1956. Number yeah. three in the AP poll. Yeah. So we're making history. Yeah. The Flyers are making history. And we're Team Dayton, and we believe in the Flyers. So I love that. And I also love Richmond. I think Richmond has a real shot to make the tournament, uh, even if they don't win the tournament. So let's just keep pushing that narrative. Yeah. Richmond's okay. a great team. The A-10 keep... cannot get one bid. I, I can't I can't. We will not happen. stand for that. We, we have to get program. multiple bids in the A-10. Okay. All right. Number three for me, the MAC. Okay. Some action. Let's go. And it's really just because of one team, and one team I really like, a team in the tournament that is also from Ohio, Mm. Every, Ak- every Mac team's from Ohio, I think. <laughs> the Akron Zips. I mean, okay, all right. I like this Akron team. I think they're consensus to win this. They win the Mac, obviously. But we have a friend of the program, Sean Hurley, who we both know, and he only bets Mac basketball. And so he basically tells me everything about the Mac. I don't care about. I never cared about the Mac, honestly, until this man came into my life about four years ago. So I know about the Zips. I know the Zips are a really good team. I, I'm. I know that I'm going to watch mm-hmm. them. In the tournament because they're obviously going to win. I the know Mac. that if they win the tournament, LeBron will tweet something about how like those are my boys and, and exactly yeah. LeBron James will be at an Akron and game. then someone will reply like name three players on the team and be like 
those are my boys. <laughs> He's like, they're called my boys. <laughs> they are my boys. Uh, okay, yeah. So the Akron Zips, Maction, I'm all Coached in. by John Gross. Yeah. He was assistant at Ohio State when I was there. He's there the guy go. that... Uh, uh, he's the, he was at Illinois? Yeah, he's at Illinois, too. Yeah. He's at OU. Um, mm-hmm. He is the coach at Ohio State. Fun little note about him as you're watching the MAC tournament. He is the coach that recruited me to be a manager at Ohio State. And he told me that uh, being a manager, he explained it to me, it was basically like being a walk-on. He was mm-hmm. like, if you're a manager, you'll... Um, You'll practice against the team. You'll get to run scout team. It'll be great. You'll get a, to, to play a lot of basketball. And then mm-hmm. I showed up, and I was uh, rebounding and wiping up Greg Oden's ball sweat. So thank you, John Gross. Thank you, John Gross. <laughs> and go Akron. Let's go Zips. Get a win. Uh, my number three is the Big Ten. We already kind of touched on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to point out, Wisconsin is still in the running for the, the number one seed in this tournament, Tate. That could happen. The Wisconsin Badgers, the Wisconsin Buzzcuts, uh, flying under the radar. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like what's happening. I think for that reason, they're going to purposely lose at Indiana. They don't. You don't want to be the one. If you're this Wisconsin team, you do not want to be the one seed in the Big Ten tournament because that is drawing all sorts of eyeballs to you. Entering the NCAA tournament, that's just like that's a recipe for disaster. You do not want that. It'll be nice for like a moment. It'll be cool to be like, we did it. We were number. We were technically the one seed and and the best conference in college basketball this year. And and have all and we're back and do that little thing. But it's a problem moving forward. You do not want to be the one seed if you're Wisconsin. What are we going to talk about, Kobe King? Right, he left the team. Know, right? and they basically have gone on a full run without him. And I don't know. We did a whole thing about is Greg Gar getting fired? No, this, we don't know. This I don't is know. The, the Kobe King theory, man. They got him out of the team, and now they're making a real run. Now they're going to be the one seed potentially in the Big Ten. We did not mention Iowa in our first iteration of the Big Ten when they were my fourth pick. So I just wanted to point out. Iowa is a real shot to make a run in the Big Ten tournament. I mm-hmm. think Garza is a kind of guy that controls tempo somehow. So just wanted to point out. You Iowa haven't as mentioned, well. I think Maryland. Or, I will not mention. You're not, so you're not mentioning no. Maryland. Okay. or Northwestern. I'm trying to think of what else you left. You're definitely Nebraska, Northwestern, Minnesota. No, you don't believe Marcus in that. Carr, Kimba okay. candidate. There you go. <laughs> there you if go. you want to do tournament Kimba candidates, Marcus Carr and uh, Indiana. I don't think we. I don't think you mentioned. Uh, what is the opposite of a Kimba candidate? <laughs> right. Devontae Green. Devontae Green. There you go. We'll get my that, dad was for, that was for Coach Titus. Get get uh get dad back on the show with uh Devontae Green. It'd be great if Devontae Ooh. The best part is when Devontae Green is balling out and my dad texts texts me about it. Like he's always like he's always got something to complain about. He's like, Yeah, he's got you know, he's hitting everything, but he's got three turnovers right now. <laughs> There's always something. <laughs> Should have had two more uh, steals if he could jump some passing lanes. Uh, oh, all right. Yeah. Thanks, Coach Titus. Um Number two? Number two for you. Number two. This is uh, this is one that I don't actually watch the tournament to the last game ever, but I always am intrigued by it, so that's why I had to put it number two, and that's the Ivy League. And Ooh, <laughs> okay. They just added the tournament, what was it, like three or four years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they yeah. Started so now, yeah. so basically since Tommy Amaker is a, anyone that's in the Duke coaching tree or, you know, in the North Carolina coaching tree, I kind of just see where they go. Like uh, King Rice goes to Monmouth. I keep up with them, see what's going on. Tommy Amaker at Harvard, I pull for everyone except for Harvard. You know what I mean? It's kind of like my perfect storm of I've never liked Boston. I've always thought that those kids use education, act like they're better than people. And so like MIT, Harvard, like that's right there. Like let's pull against them always. And I always like the way that Yale played basketball. You know what I mean? I like you're, the Yale you like the Yale brand of basketball. I, I think I'm a Yale kid. <laughs> and I, I'm sure whoever works at Google or whatever from Yale, uh, you know, we got a sponsorship with Google coming up. So like this is for them also. Shout out to the Ivy oh League tournament. Gosh. Shout out to those Yale kids that are doing stuff at Google. And uh, I think that's the game. I think that'll be the championship game, Harvard versus Yale. So I'm going to watch that. That'd be that. fantastic. Yeah. I, I have not been following Ivy League basketball, unfortunately. I'm no, sorry. I don't follow it until the final game. And then I see the record. But they have uh, – Ivy League, I think, they they still do uh, – 
because forever they didn't have a tournament. They were like the yes. one league that yes. didn't have the tournament, which is cool. The regular season winner got the automatic bid. And then now they do, I think it's just the top four. Mm-hmm. So the, you have to still qualify for the tournament to make. Oh, it's like the Champions League. Yeah. Though. Okay. Yeah. Well, Harvard, Harvard and Yale are in this. Yeah. I, th- I don't They're know. in the tournament. Yeah, this, I do know that. Is this part of your Pac 12 update where you're yeah. just, making, <laughs> just making shit up? I'm pretty sure Harvard and Yale are going to play in that tournament. <laughs> All right. Pretty good. Uh, speaking of Pac 12 update, my number two pick is the Pac 12. Wow. Um, I, I I have fallen in love with this league. It started as a joke. It was supposed to be a punishment that you mm. would have to keep tabs on the Pac-12 because Carolina lost to Ohio State. Uh, it has now turned into to me wishing that Ohio State lost in some weird way so then I could have been the one mm-hmm. to have been keeping tabs on the Pac-12 all year. Um, it, it, it's, it's a madhouse. This, this league makes no sense. It has never made any sense, but this year in particular makes no sense. Arizona said, is the favorite to win the tournament. Are they? Yeah, that makes no sense. After what we've just seen from exactly. Arizona? Like they just no got sense. swept on the LA trip. They Very uninspiring basketball. Sean Miller's purposely Favorites. getting ejected. <laughs> that is the Pac-12. Yeah. They are the favorite. And, and in my mind, honestly, as I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I think Arizona should be the favorites. I think they're the best team in the Pac-12. You just look at their roster. Yeah, uh, UCLA is in first place, and they're on the bubble, uh, which is, you know, it's, it's funny when it happens to Tulsa and the American, but like we're talking about a power conference here. Like, yeah. what is going on? Um, yeah, it, it 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 is a conference where anybody can beat any. Like, basically, the Big East and the Big Ten and other deep conferences like that. I guess those would be the two that are the, mm-hmm. the deepest, right? Uh, the the big tag on those is that anybody can beat anybody on any mm-hmm. given night, and you don't mm-hmm. know what to expect. But usually, when you're talking about those two, it's because every team is like good. There's like a certain level of like any team can bring it. With the Pac-12, it's like anybody can beat anybody because. On any given night, Oregon could just play like absolute garbage, mm-hmm. and and Colorado can get destroyed by Cal on the road. Like you, you have no idea what's going to happen. That always seems to be the tag with the Pac-12, and uh, that's why I'll be tuning in because you you have no idea what's going to happen when you turn the TV. The on. tag with the Pac-12 is anything is possible. Yeah, we're serious. <laughs> Literally, oh, anything. we mean it. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, and, no, that, no. and that is a threat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, and you're gonna watch it. And you're gonna watch it. You're gonna like it. Uh, that's Pac-12 basketball. I love All that. Right. So this is number two on the list. Pac-12 basketball. That's my number two. What's your number one? Okay, so Pac-12 is not my number one. Unfortunately, for all those people out there that thought it would be, number one is the Big 12 tournament, and it's basically wow. for one man's ride, and it's the ride to the top, and it's Scott Drew. Scott Drew is a coach that uh, he's met my parents. He was very nice to Has my he? parents. He's yeah, met yeah, your parents. They, he didn't even admit that he was a coach for quite some time until my mom didn't even know he was, he was a pastor no he just oh. didn't say anything and then his wife finally was like he's not going to say anything but he's the coach yeah. of the baylor men's basketball team and my dad and mom were like the guy that just lost the duke in the elite <laughs> eight this is 2010 and so they started asking him why he lost that game they're yelling at he's like explaining the refs you know being wooed by coach k not listening to him Love Scott Drew, and I think this is so, this is the fine this is the rise to the top. Can we get a situation where it comes full circle and Scott Drew wins, uh, beats Duke in the Elite Eight, beats Duke in the Elite Eight? We're at the game. You ask Scott Drew, do you have a message for the haters? And he's calling out your parents. Yes, yes. <laughs> they are the haters. Billy Fraser, yeah, yeah, he just like starts going off. She told me that you know I had to man up against Coach K. She was like, you got to make yourself. You got to make a presence. You got to yeah. make it known. I think the fact that Baylor. <laughs> Has to win the Big Twelve. They have to. tournament. They have. They need it so badly. They need it. And Kansas does not need it. In fact, I would argue, as we did earlier, that Kansas would be better off not having it. Bill I Self think, lose to Oklahoma State. Yes, that's the. Most. I think because of all of that, the, the the stage that we've just set right there, that's what's going to make it so depressing mm. when Baylor loses <laughs> to Kansas in the title game. <laughs> no, no, no. This is the year. Like, <laughs> this is the year. Scott Drew is a good coach. Scott Drew is going to yeah. the top. Scott Drew is going to win the Big 12. And then they are going to probably lose in the second round of the tournament. But they will win the Big 12 first. 
I would love that. It would be cool. But that's why. That's, time, that's that's my number one storyline. I would love that, and I think I would love even more that they lose in the title game. And once again, like Baylor does win thirty <laughs> something games and has no trophies to show for it. But yeah, no, I'll be tuning in. It's great. Yeah, it'll be great. Please, no, and the same. Please, uh, Scott. Also, Big Twelve. We got West Virginia, who is was really hot there for a mm-hmm. moment, has has fallen off. Um, can they get it back, Tate? We'll find out. They, they've done. They've historically been pretty good in the Big Twelve tournament, have they not? Absolutely. I, I seem to remember they have. Uh, and then Texas Tech is Texas a team Tech that's very team. fascinating. Davide. Very fascinating team. Davide's your guy. Yes, he's the yeah. best. And I think that Chris Beard's ready to go. I, I think Texas Tech is the team that will knock out Kansas in the tournament if, yeah. if it ends up being aligned that way. I don't have the bracket in front of me. Texas Tech is a scary team. Chris Beard, in the matter of like two years, has become a coach that is just absolutely – he's Mr. March as well. Yes. He's like, like he's a tournament coach. Absolutely terrified <laughs> of that guy. Um, yeah. But it's crazy how fast it happened. I'm not saying mm-hmm. he doesn't deserve the, the 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 reputation. It's just like usually guys have to go do it, you know, five, six, seven years, uh, give us these data points. Chris Beard is like, no, nah, I'm here. I'm going to – this is this is how it's going to happen at Texas Tech. Well, and now everyone's just like, oh, my God. Well, it's funny because everyone goes to Texas to like to these big schools, these huge contracts. And like you, you see Texas A&M, it's like there's Buzz Williams, this huge contract, this yeah. great coach, you know, not doing what Chris Beard's doing. Here's Shaka Smart at Texas. Got all this money. Yeah. Not doing what Chris Beard's doing. Right. Look at TCU. There's Jamie down there. Not doing what Chris is doing. There's Jankovic, the Larry Brown disciple. Got the whole system built at SMU. Not doing what we're doing at Texas Tech. <laughs> Just saying, Chris. I uh, I fell in love with Texas Tech fans at the at the national championship last year mm-hmm. when uh, every time they play Old Town Road. <laughs> yes, they. Oh my god! I'm pretty sure that they made Old Town <laughs> all Road. These, all these dudes in cowboy hats to start putting their guns yes. up, and uh, it was yeah. a beautiful moment. You got that Yosemite Sam mascot <laughs> that they had. Jared Cole like, was looking at the crowds like, I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? That was great. Uh, my number one pick for the conference tournament. I'm most excited about ACC. is uh, because I'm a company man. The Big East. Oh. Um, it's not because it's going to be on Fox. Uh, I, I promise that's that's not why I picked this. Uh, I picked it because the Big East. The lawyers are leaving the room yeah, now, and they're gone. And all right, the Big East sucks. Uh, screw the Big East. Listen, here's what you need to watch. Um, uh, I'm excited about the Big East because the Big East. It's the Big East and the Big Ten for me in terms of the mm-hmm. two best. Which one's the best conference? Uh, I, it's kind of a dumb. Debate. For me, it's anyway, the Big Twelve this year. Who, who actually cares? Yeah, no who, one cares. No one actually cares. But. Uh, um, the one the one difference is the Big East. I will say, if if you're like a, a neutral fan and you just want to turn on and be the most entertaining you could possible, you just want whatever. I said mm-hmm. this earlier in the year. The Big East is the conference you want to follow. Mm-hmm. That is the that is the conference to turn it. They have six of the top thirty offenses on Ken Palm Tate. Does that have your attention? What six, are those six teams? Uh, I don't know. Probably Creighton. Probably <laughs> yeah. no. I mean the yeah. usual suspects. Yeah. I mean, right. as you're about to list them out, yeah. like yeah, I, yeah. I kind of have an idea. Probably not DePaul. Probably <laughs> not St. John's. <laughs> Yeah, we can knock them out pretty Probably quick. Probably not. Um, no, so it's uh, the Big East is basically the Big Ten if the Big Ten could score is is mm-hmm. how I would classify it. And like Marquette's a ton of fun. Like we said, like it, for all the all the shit we give Marquette fans and and for Marcus Howard is Marcus the guy Howard, in the tournament. Yeah, like he's electric. Yeah, mm-hmm. he can he scores a ton of points and they don't play defense. What more do you want if you're just tuning in and and wanting to be entertained for two hours? To make a golf analogy for Marcus Howard, it's like he's a match play player. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's the kind of guy that you send out in in a, in a tournament atmosphere and you're like, he can win us one. He's right. not great, you yeah. know, any other time, but right now he's he's Sergio Garcia early on in his career. He's like, just send him out. He's gonna just, win. He can win one. Yeah, yeah he can yeah, win one. He can, he can, he can single handedly win one. Uh, yeah, and and the red like obviously Seton Hall is great. Creighton. Was was red hot there for for mm-hmm. a little while, and then they lost at St. John's. Uh, and kind of, I don't know. Everyone 
kind of lost their mojo there or lost their excitement for for. Uh, but they shot Korean like fourteen percent that yeah. game too, and St. John shot like sixty three percent from three. So Villanova yes. is is playing good basketball. At least they they did when they beat Seton Hall last night. Villanova <laughs> is is just a classic Villanova team that just jacks threes, and, and yes. you, you don't know what they're gonna get. What you're, <laughs> like they Ohio State beat the hell out of them too. Yes. And, and Jay Wright um, lives and dies by the three. Yeah. And that's his but life. that's what I'm saying. So, like, if you don't care who wins any of these games, and you're just like a fan that wants to throw in some basketball and be entertained mm-hmm. with Gus Johnson on the call, are you crazy? It's got to be the biggies. That's mm-hmm. my number one by a mile. That's my pick. I like it. That's and a good pick. I mean, that's a good rundown. So of there it is. I would say I love that we didn't even you and I did not even compare notes on this, and yet we still came up with like different tournaments. different yeah. yeah. And different Kimba candidates as well. That and, was good. And the things that like we always look for in the tournament weekend, because nowadays, like I'm not even trying to play the game where I'm like, oh, I really care what happens in the Mountain West tournament. Let yeah. me tune in. I'm just like, what actually matters in this yeah. world? It's like, yeah. let me pick my spots. What I actually- do care about the Ivy League tournament. I really want to stress that. <laughs> I always watch that somehow. I don't know why. Someone's going to tweet at you and be like, T- sorry, Tate, the Ivy League's not on TV. And you're like, all right, <laughs> I'm well. Like, I'm, like, I'm like, what have I been watching? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I didn't care as much as I thought. <laughs> That's all right. It's okay. Uh, all right. It's time to do it. Let's get to it. Uh, this is our interview with Mick Cronin. Uh, I don't think anything else needs to be said other than I just want to reiterate. Um, I, want, I want to get ahead of it. I, I was very, very nervous, Tate. I, I can't stress this enough. Um, he, I can't believe you actually answered the phone. I, was, I can only imagine how officials feel going into a game where mm-hmm. Mick Cronin is on the sidelines because I was just talking to him on the phone and I was, I was scared. But uh, – Anyway, I thought it turned out well. Here it is, Mick Cronin. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Vincero Watches. The Tyson Tate Podcast is partnering with Vincero Watches, and we cannot be more excited. Finding a watch that's stylish, bold, and built to last can cost a pretty penny. Vincero Watches is changing that. They believe you deserve to look good no matter what your budget may be. Vincero creates exceptionally crafted watches, and then they do it without breaking the bank. The guys over on their team sent us some watches from their Altitude Collection, and let me tell you, they're stunning. They're, They're good. They are I, stunning. I opened mine tonight right before I came over. I, I want to watch. I, I wear my Apple watch um, every so often, but I needed a classy watch. I, I, that's what I told the people. I said, send me something that I can wear with a tuxedo at the Final Four. Look, and they delivered. I'm excited about Regardless it. of any situation, they always deliver. It's always important to look and feel your best. The age-old saying, look good, feel good, play good. Vincero makes it their mission to make you feel your best because when you do... You can do anything. So don't overpay for a watch that looks cheap and disappoints. Exclusively for our listeners here at Titus and Tate, Vincero is offering an extra 15% off their already affordable watches. Go to VinceroWatches.com and use promo code Tate. Don't you dare pay full price at checkout and use our code Tate. This is a buy you won't regret. Thank you, Vincero Watches. Thank you, Vincero, for using promo code Tate. <laughs> Tate, I also want to talk about if 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 being classy is your goal, and I think yes. it is if you're wearing a Vincero watch. Yes, uh, of course. You, you also need a suit. You also need mm. to dress the part, right? Mm-hmm. I, would you agree with this, Tate? Absolutely. That is why Indochino exists. It is it is to help bozos like you and I that mm-hmm. wear just dumb T-shirts. Sorry, homage. Uh, we just wear dumb T-shirts all the time. And I don't know who and, made and, my T-shirt, <laughs> but I'm sorry also. And dress like idiots every so often. You have to to class up the joint, and that's mm-hmm. what Indochino is for. With Indochino, it's all about you. You get to choose from hundreds of high-quality suit fabrics to pick the color, pattern, and weight you like best. Then you choose all the personal touches, including your lining, lapel, and monogram. The customizations are all your choice, and there's no extra cost. Your suit is made to your exact measurements, so you end up with a perfect fit for the shape of your body. This is super important, Tate. A lot of guys, a lot of youngsters out there listening to me, listen closely. When you're getting a suit, it doesn't matter what the price tag says. Get that thing tailored. That will you can buy a five dollar suit. You get it tailored. Mwah. You buy you yes. buy a forty thousand dollar suit. Don't get it tailored. 
idiot. Nothing. Indochino does it all for you. Go to Indochino. You, you'll, you'll get awesome clothes. They'll size you up perfectly. You'll be looking great. Uh, and right now, get an extra $30 off any purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering code Tate at checkout. <laughs> Shipping is free. That's Indochino.com. Promo code Tate for $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. Thoughts and prayers to the guys spending $398. Just throw in that extra... Just do it. Yeah, round it up. Uh, Two cents. High-quality custom suits for an off-the-rack price. Indochino.com, promo code Tate. Get it done. All right, joining us now on the phone is the head coach of your mighty UCLA Bruins. Uh, coach, I, it, it's Mick Cronin. That's the spoiler alert. It, this, this is happening. Uh, coach, <laughs> coach, you are you guys are the hottest team in the country right now. I we, we just have to start here. You uh, uh, on January fifteenth, you were eight and nine. You lose at home to Stanford by fifteen. You are now in first place as of this recording. I think Oregon plays tonight. Yes. Uh, uh, but but the game is not taking place right now. As of tonight, as of right now, you are in first place by yourself in the Pac-12. From the man who knows this team better than anyone, how did this happen? How did we get here? Uh, you you want the truth, or you want me to act like I'm smart? <laughs> act like you're smart, Coach. Let the people know. <laughs> act like I'm smart. And say, oh, I knew it was going to happen all along. We made the right adjustments. It was all coaching. There you go. But that, as we that would that would be uh, a bunch of you know what. So <laughs> the truth is, uh, dang, we 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 were very young. Um, I needed to make some of the coaching changes and adjustments to our uh, our playing rotations our offensive schemes, our defensive uh, rotations and things we were doing. And I think we got in better shape as the year went on. Cody mm-hmm. Riley, Ch- Tiger Campbell, David Singleton. Uh, those Cody just because he needed to because of the way he's built. The other two because of their injuries. Um, I think we started taking better shots and guys started doing what they could do, quit trying to do things they couldn't do. Uh, so it's just a lot of things needed to change for us to give ourselves a chance to win. And look, we you know like we've been blowing people out, but uh, we had played great at Arizona and Utah. Um, but but you know if you're if you're playing Power Five basketball, you're not blowing people out. You got to just grind out wins. We've done we've done what we've needed to do to just give ourselves a chance. Mm-hmm. And then hey, you got to give the players credit. Now late in the games, we've been down in the second half of uh, in the five, I know five of our last seven. Um, and we've been able to turn it around. So a lot of resiliency that we've shown, a lot of toughness the guys have shown, uh, and and guys have made plays. Hey, when guys make, you know, Cody Riley's big in some of those games down the stretch offensively, Tiger's been rock solid. We've had different guys step up. So uh, I think uh, our guys changed the narrative about their, the personnel on the UCLA Bruins. You know, you, you hear all, you know, they're soft, they're selfish. The guys have shown that they're not. Uh, that, that they're willing to play play to win, and they're willing to play with some toughness and fight, and it's been fun to be a part of it. Uh, one of those guys uh, that, that stepped up that you said uh, uh, is is Jake Kyman. Um, and and I'm, I want I want to understand your thought process going into a game with how much you play Jake Kyman. We we uh, we should say this. We we Tate and I both came to the the last two games, yes. the Arizona State and the Arizona games. 
And uh, we were we were there in the arena when he's hitting everything against Arizona State. The place is electric. People are losing their minds. Um, but and I, I feel like if that's the only game you watch, you're thinking to yourself, "Is Jake Kyman? Is, is this is guy this like Jason an All-American? Capono? Who yeah. is this? <laughs> um, exactly. So exactly. then you go you go look at like his box scores over the course of the season. And there's some games where he's not playing that much, and then other games, you know, obviously at Washington he had a big game as well. Um, what is your thought process behind how you use Jake Kyman? Is it like a, you throw him in there, he misses two shots, his ass is on the bench the rest of the night? or is it not that severe? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, yeah, I think that the, the it's for me, it's more based on our opponent, not mm-hmm. not how Jake's doing. Um, you know, Jake has gotten better defensively, and even more so, he's learned to just – he's never going to be a great rebounder, but he's made some plays where he, he had a big rebound late. I think it was against Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Um he had, he, he's, he's what I call, he's learning to get in the fight. Like he's not, he's not abstaining from any contact. So he's learned to, to, to get in the fight on defense and rebounding. They're never going to be a strength, but he's, he's fighting and scrapping, which gets him more minutes. Then I can, when he does that, I can keep him out there, but people obviously try to exploit him on that, you know, on, on his defense and his rebounding. So, mm-hmm. and then the last part of that guys is, you know, some people, uh, are it, they're strategically they are tr- their teams are just trained to help mm-hmm. at all times regardless of who they're guarding who they're defending uh, and you guys you've heard of you know the pack line the pack line theory you know the pack line teams they don't care who it is they're in the pack line mm-hmm. well if you're in the pack line against Jake he can really hurt you mm-hmm. you know they're you're in, inside that 17 foot mark well no other teams don't lead Jake. So some of it is based off how the other teams defend. Was that a threat to Tony Bennett, coach? Or yeah, are you saying so. you that Jake Kyman, you know, he's, he's <laughs> watch out for the Wahoos. Well, Tony started all, uh, uh, you know, he 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 started a whole uh, a whole new wave because yeah. the pack line is everywhere. I mean, they're obviously mm-hmm. they're the best at it, but uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of teams in our conference that do it. Absolutely, Arizona's one of them. Go ahead. Absolutely. Well, Coach, we always ask any coach that comes on the program about what coaching tree that they kind of affiliate with. We had Coach Lavin on the program, and you know, we gave him the rundown of his choices. He decided to go with Coach Wooden. Pretty good choice when you think about you know what he was able to do at UCLA. And we we know that you've been with Coach Huggins, with Coach Patino, and obviously you got your your father. You know that could also be on that list. Hep Cronin, we know. So when you look at the coaching tree, do you care about that? Do you put yourself in a specific coaching tree? Who would you pick, Coach? can I answer for you? You should just say John Wooden. I think if you're the coach at UCLA, <laughs> you just say I'm in the John Wooden coaching tree at all times. Yes. I think that's yeah, amazing. I mean, I, <laughs> it, my regret, obviously, is I didn't, you know, there was a lot of guys before me that got a chance to know Coach Wooden mm-hmm. um, and just spend time with him. So that would be a regret. I, you know, obviously, I didn't get, never got a chance to do that. Um, but I, I would tell you this, you know, I guess it would be for me. I mean, I wouldn't be coaching if I wasn't the son of a coach. Mm-hmm. I was the son of a great high school coach. His friends were coaches, and I'm the product of my environment. You know, I, I, it's, it's how I grew up. I thought everybody knew how to break a 2-2-1 press in second grade. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, it would start with my dad. But, you know, Coach Patino and I are very close friends. Um, Kevin Willard would be, the you know, my best friend. It's an active coach. Mm-hmm. We, we work together at Louisville. Scott Davenport's the best Division two coach in college basketball at Bellarmine. So we were all Richard Patino's close, and uh, Ralph Willard, who is uh, one of, uh, is a consigliere for me. So, you know, that, that group of guys uh, that stem from Coach Patino are my best friends in coaching. So those are the guys I really talk to 
the most about basketball type of stuff. Well, we love Coach Patino, so that's yeah, good to hear. That so is, we'll, we'll file it now. Coach Patino coaching. Uh, speaking of speaking yeah. of being your 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 father's son, being a Cincinnati guy, you were obviously the coach of Cincinnati forever. Your Cincinnati is your alma mater. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go back a year to when uh, almost a year ago when you took the job at UCLA. Uh, I I don't think you uh, I don't think this needs to be explained to you that 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 the coaching search was an interesting one for UCLA. Um, what was it like on from your perspective? I, I know you've answered this question a million times, but we've never asked it to you. Uh, fr- from your That's perspective, right. how the UCLA coaching search uh, unwound? Like, did, did did you were you in the hunt at the whole whole time? Like, what what was it all from? How, how did you see it all playing out? And how did you end up actually getting the job out there? Mm-hmm. It was very different for me than for you guys because you, you know <laughs> yeah. you're trying to find out what's going on, and I know what's going on. Right. So. I mean, I think here, here's the bottom line. Um, the administration uh, decided to uh, take a swing at a few guys. Uh, obviously, you know, and when you do that in coaching searches, some guys, uh, people have taken a swing at me, and, and you you didn't even know it, and I won't even tell you who it was. Ted Ooh, Valentine. Because I just told him. <laughs> it was Ted Valentine. I told him right? I'm not interested. Oh, you mean uh, like hiring swing? Okay. okay. I, yeah. I thought you meant like you know, took a literal people, swing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, other people say, you know, I just, I, I've had, you know, other people, they're going to use it. They're going to put it in the media. They're yep. going to use it to get a new contract. And that's, so mm-hmm. that, that goes on. It happens. Um, but I think sometimes, you know, it's a tough spot for an administration because your fan base and why didn't we take a swing at that guy? Mm-hmm. But the problem is if you're not going to get him. And if you don't get him, then people think, well, your coaching search is a mess mm-hmm. when you knew you weren't going to get him, but you had to say you took a swing at him. So, yeah. I'm glad I'm not an AD uh, <laughs> because you can't win in those scenarios. Yeah. So I, th- I, I think what you guys don't, you know, people don't know that at the end of the day, uh, it was going to go a certain way. And we all knew it at the people that were involved. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it's just a fact. I mean, they, they this guy's probably going to use me to get more money at his school. This probably guy may use me for publicity um, for whatever, for whatever reason. But the problem is when it goes down, what if they would have just went and hired Mick Cronin and you guys would all said, well, why didn't they go after John Calipari at UCLA? (laughs) They can't win either way, (laughs) is what I'm telling you. But behind the scenes, for me, it was was real simple. I kind of felt like I knew what was going to happen. And, uh, you know, I prepared for it to happen. And so when when it came to that point, I was ready to make my decision. Was was any part of you? So I'm fascinated with that. That ultimately you're the guy that got the job. I'm when I when I I've turned this into like sort of a, a bit that I do because um, when I think of like Los Angeles and the culture of L.A. No disrespect to you, Coach, but you are you are not on my list of people that I think of. I, I I'm an Ohio guy. I lived in Ohio for 13 years. I I was very familiar with your Cincinnati teams. Now, do you live here now? No, I live in L- I live in LA now. Yeah, I moved out here about the same time you did. We should we should we should compare notes on our uh, transition from Ohio. <laughs> okay. <to LA>. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I was I was just fascinated with that. How much did that play in your head? That like you have this culture. I know I know what the culture of Cincinnati is. I know what the culture of Cincinnati basketball is. And UCLA, the 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 brand of UCLA basketball does not fit with like what your Cincinnati teams were. And it, it just seemed like a stylistic. It, it it seemed like a clash. Obviously, it's working for you. Obviously, like 
You could say the same about Ben Hallen when he took the mm-hmm. job and he went to three straight Final Fours. So I'm an idiot, but uh, it was just like an interesting pairing. How much did that go into to your decision to come out here? Is that stuff you even think about? Or is it like, no, it's UCLA, I have to take this job? Yeah, I, I, and I, I'm going to say, you know, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to, I don't want to sound condescending. So what, what, I, what, what I would tell you is I, I think it's unfair, but I get why you think that way because of where we're from. Yeah. And you grow up and you think fast break, jump shots, nobody plays defense. Right. And I think it's because re- I ask, I get this asked all the time about recruiting and recruiting out here and people out and just people out here. LA is a hard place. Where, 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 tell me where it's harder to make it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's not easy to make it. They're, they're in Hollywood now. I mean, it's, it's a hard place to make it. Yeah. In any walk of life out here, to be successful, I mean, every you know your competition level is just as a regular student out here. For my daughter, like I had to give her that talk. It's going to be a the competition's a lot harder to be the best student in your class. So, I, I and I tell like high school basketball here is not what people back east think it is. I mean, I've seen World War III that, and unbelievable <laughs> coaching, tremendous talent, high level play. Yeah. I mean, it is not what you think when you, when, because I thought how you thought, but I've been yeah. coming here my whole life recruiting. So I knew it was a fallacy. Okay. Uh, you know, Dana Altman's like the Pac 12 soft. That's all crazy. It's so people, but they're so wrong about that. Yeah. I mean, if you, you watch how hard Bobby makes his teams play at Arizona State, Sean at Arizona, Ted Boyle, Colorado. Uh, you, you know, Dana Altman's been winning at Oregon because they play tremendous deep. They press, they change defenses. Uh, so I just don't, I think it's unfair to LA to label LA as soft glitz glamour everybody you know it, it every like nobody works everybody's surfing it yeah <laughs> right. they, it's not true coach we're working it's hard to make it out here yeah. i mean it, it is and uh you know I, if you look at the lakers and the clippers guys if they win it it's because it, they defend and they play hard mm-hmm. i mean let, let's just look at the two of the best three teams there was if you go milwaukee la and then the clippers if you say those are the best three teams it's because they defend and they play hard. So e- even the pro teams, I mean, the, the Showtime Lakers knock people on their ass now. The Kurt Rambis <laughs> playing people out. Yeah, that's a good Byron point. Scott was laying guys out now. There I mean, go. they might have been on the break, but they weren't whispering uh, sweet nothing. <laughs> so you know, John Wooden's teams weren't either. So I, I just don't think. All right. Like my thought process was, it was never. Like, I, I just don't think that. I, I, I have a lot of respect for how hard it is to be successful in Los Angeles. And, you know, but I get what you're saying. Uh, but, I, you know, obviously I'd like to get to the point here at UCLA where obviously where you have some two or three of the best players in the country mm-hmm. uh, and you play hard and you can win titles. Mm-hmm. That, so that was my thinking to get, you know, yeah. to really wrap up my no, no, that's it's a great answer. You you're, you're winning you're winning us over. Um, you mentioned you mentioned uh Bobby Hurley and Sean Miller. So we were we were in a Poly Pavilion for the two games you just won your your most recent two games. Uh, Sean Miller got ejected in one of these games, and I just want to I want to point out I was walking behind the benches as the ejection <laughs> happened, and I noticed that you were as as Sean is getting tossed from the game, you were ripping into the refs yourself, which I found <laughs> fascinating. That like. <laughs> <laughs> that you'd think that you would like if Sean if Sean is that upset you'd be like no I think I think these guys are doing a great job but I'll no be honest, yeah. I didn't see it happen I, I, I still am not sure what what happened because uh, the play went the other way yeah uh, uh, when when 
when it happened. I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then my, I then I heard Sean Davis's first lifetime ejection. So, I, I think I think it was a Norman Dale situation. I think he was trying to get thrown out on purpose. That was that was my uh, that was my analysis of it all. Is that, that, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Sometimes you know. Sometimes guys just. But you know, for whatever, maybe it doesn't feel well. So I wanted to, I wanted to ask you though, do you take do you take especially great pleasure beating those two guys, knowing that that I, I would say the three of you are like the three fieriest coaches, certainly on the West Coast. Uh, uh, you get you go against the grain of this perception of the West Coast being soft. All three of you um, are pretty crazy. So when you're when you're sharing a sideline <laughs> with a Bobby Hurley and a Sean Miller, do you feel like you got to amp it up a little more? Like how do you? What is the what is the tug of war with the refs in that regard? Because you know they're working the refs, you're working the refs, obviously. How what goes into that? Yeah, I think everybody is. I think the more <laughs> you move around and jump and run around, the more people will notice it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think Mike Shashevsky's the best. He he wait he he uh, he sneaks it in on you when when the uh, cameras go to commercial. Then he goes, comes out of his huddle and he goes after him. So uh, so Bobby would be one because I think he just gets a workout in during the game. <laughs> He's got Sean and I beat, you know, which is probably smart because he gets his exercise in during the game. There you he's go. up and down the sideline. Um, but he hasn't been as coaching as long as Sean and I. So we've probably learned, uh, we've probably learned to uh, not be quite as running around because we've probably fallen down before. Plus, if you look, Bobby's wearing those shoes, those dress shoes with the white soles. So yeah, I think he's giving more traction. So yeah. <laughs> it's all a game. Uh, Coach, we actually went to your – I know, pro- I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tell you the last part of that, you know, it's – I appreciate these guys because they, they've now made me look like I'm uh, I'm like a calm veteran coach. So I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, coach, because you keep the button on your jacket button. You know what I mean? That's I see like that's how you do your messaging. It's very Roy Williams. Like you'll you'll. Yeah. Th- I'm waiting for you to throw the jacket. Yeah, that's the I, next I think that's the trick. You, if you leave the jacket on, no one cares what you say. It's you never when you, know when you throw the jacket, everyone thinks you're unhinged. So if you yeah. just leave your jacket on, you can be as crazy as you want, and everyone's like, he's still got it together. His jacket's on. But as soon as you throw it, they're like, he's lost there his mind. You go. See, I think you're smart. <laughs> you're, now you're picking things up. You guys are smart. Yeah, you're yeah, picking it up. Jay Wright, keep it buttoned. Yep. And just destroy the ref. Keep the there you go. There you go. Coach, we got one last thing for you here. We went to your press conference uh, after the Arizona game, but we we were I got a little intimidated because I, I like to ask the winning coach, uh, especially when they've been down and out. So we saw you at the Maui Invitational. Uh, you guys you know, have had your, your rise back. And what we always ask the coaches is, do they have a message to the haters? Because obviously when things aren't going well, there's a lot of noise out there there's a lot of people talking that don't know what they're talking about and then when things go great you have to you know give them a message sometimes so coach Cronin do you have a message for the haters yes I don't even hear it when you hate so you're wasting your time look at that I'm, I'm worried I'm spending time with my daughter coaching my team so if you're hating on me and thinking you're going to get a reaction uh you probably you probably ought to direct it somewhere else because I didn't even know you were doing it. He didn't even hear it. He didn't even hear it, Coach. We love that. Oh, Coach. Oh, no. w- w- we lied. One, one last thing. We'll I, let you go. Um, <laughs> what we were we were in Maui for the Maui Invitational, and at the pre 
pre-thing luau, we know we didn't see you there. Is there a story there? I don't mean to pry, but like we we made a big the deal about this. The, All the, no, no, that I, I did the. Uh, I think they make the head coaches do other stuff. There was oh, a head okay. coach thing. That's boring. Yeah, 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 where the guys were up on the stage dancing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Yes, and yes, yeah. exactly. We were, we were trying to build a narrative, and we, we thought we that you were trying to, to send a message to your yeah. team. They're like, you, there's no time for dancing. Yeah, I, th- I thought that's what it was. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, it, it, I I only do on that stuff. You're right. There was something that they went through that, that I did not go to. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, there's right. not, you know, but then there was something they made me do. Yeah, I <laughs> prefer to do none of it. To be <laughs> That's why we love you. We love uh, you, Coach. Go I'd rather just, just watch film and, you know, socializing gets old at times. It, you, got, with my, you got my job, you got to do a lot of stuff. Man. I know. It's it's you crazy. You got to do a lot of stuff. Um, you got well, to, you got and, and, and like, the, this is fun. You got to be able to laugh a little bit because it's a stress. It's stressful yeah. having our job. Yep. The, and, you know, especially now, everybody's nerves are frayed by march yeah well uh we, we certainly hope the 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 success you found recently continues and, and you find your way into march it is a weird position you guys are like kind of on the bubble and but you're leading the pack 12 i have you firmly in if you're asking me i'm no bracketologist but you're firmly in right now um but you don't want to hear that you want to keep winning so uh good luck to you coach thanks for coming on we really appreciate it good luck the rest no, of the no, it's fun to be it's, it's fun to talk to you guys and i promise you I'm no bracketologist, nor do I want to be, because that means I'm out of the damn job. (laughs) (laughs) We love it, Coach. All right, thanks, Coach. (laughs) Thanks, Coach. All right, guys. Quick break to get a word from our friends at DraftKings. Again, we are thrilled to announce a brand new partnership with DraftKings Sportsbook. You may know them as the leader in daily fantasy sports, but what you may not know is that they have recently launched America's top-rated sportsbook app. Conference tournaments are right around the corner. Of course, we're talking about it today. And even and even though you may not be on the court, there are still plenty of ways to score some green with DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook offers a full college basketball gambling experience, including futures betting on conference winners, player of the year, and coach of the year award. That is all in addition to pregame, in-game, and parlay betting. DraftKings Sportsbook is a legal, safe, and secure mm-hmm. betting app, Mark Taggett. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you know this? I right? love all okay. three of those oh, things. Yeah, those are all great things. Uh, you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. And to top it all off, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering their best sign-up offer to date right now. You won't want to miss this. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TATE when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up I'm bonus sorry, what? up to $1,000. $1,000? $1,000. $1,000. Don't forget, enter code TATE and get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Offer valid in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, thanks again to Mick Cronin for coming on the show for for being a trooper for calling in when he had He's great at interviews. Yeah. Like he I don't I, I guess I never watched him much at Cincinnati with his press conference, you know, the way he handles himself, but he, he's amazing. I if, appreciate if it. If you're going to be the head coach of UCLA, mm-hmm. you got to know how to play the media game. And mm-hmm. the man's figured it out, Tate. He's figured it out. If he you just, win the media over, you've 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 won your first that's your first test as yes. the head coach of UCLA and he's winning us over. And let's just be honest. I mean, the UCLA, like, they're not really, like, welcoming to the media. You know what I mean? Like, they kind of keep themselves away. Yeah. So it's, like, for Mick to be so gregarious. You can say it. Why don't you beautiful. say it? Say it. We went to the game, and the uh, <laughs> the media room didn't have any pizza left. And we were not very like, upset. Like, no water? No nothing. I mean, if you, if you went there as a reporter and you planned to eat that night... 
Good luck. I'm a simple man. I uh, Go pe- to Chick-fil-A. People love this. People love when sports reporters complain about airlines and <laughs> yeah, the exactly. media room. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, my God. The spread was... <laughs> Come work with me in the coal mine. You're like, you're a coal miner? like, no, my granddad was. You're like, well, what are you, what are you, where do you work? He's like, Google. You're like, what? <laughs> what do you do? But be that as it may, uh, the, the Diet Coke was room temperature. And, <laughs> yeah. and it was... It was unacceptable. Yes. Uh, no. Do you think there ever going to be a time where we have we interview somebody and mm-hmm. uh, we we come back from the interview and we're like, what an asshole? Yeah. Because I feel like I feel like every time we we come have back, no credibility with this. Yeah, every yeah, single yeah. time we're like, well, I'm a fan now. <laughs> like, kind of like the guy. I'll never make jokes about that guy again. I'm a huge fan. Um, he knew about the jokes though. They no, didn't know. That's so. what. That's why we need to have Dockage on because I will definitely not say that if he comes on. Uh, all right, shout outs and closeout, Tates. Let's get into it. Yes. Uh, quick shout out. Uh, North Carolina plays Duke this weekend, and I think this really? is really yeah, exactly. Is that tr- they play. They already played. Oh yeah, but uh, that game happened in the past. There's another They're playing game. again. Yes, there's a second installment. That's I thought happening. it was a rivalry, Tate. Don't rivals only play once a year? No, 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 no. Twice, maybe three times <laughs> on a good day. Uh, but anyways, Cole Anthony is liking all the Duke basketball tweets. Like you know, oh, leading up to okay. this, he's very involved. Involved, and I think that there's a chance North Carolina. That's a Kyle guy well. move. It's to, a very you know, like I see this. You know what I mean? This is bulletin board I, material. Eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, eyeballs yeah, with yeah, the yeah, finger yeah, pointed yeah, down. Yeah. You guys see this? <laughs> My brother's excited about. It. I think he thinks Cole's in the right mindset. Uh, I think Carolina's made 21 threes in their past two games. I Kimba candidate wise, I kind of uh, like Cole uh, Anthony, but I don't want to say I don't want to say too much. So North Carolina plays Duke. Shout out to Cole Anthony. There Shout you out go. to Carolina. If you're filling out your CBI bracket, keep that in mind. The Carolina Tar Heels. They're Cole staying Anthony. home. They're staying at home. We will stay at home. Uh, yeah. So what, what do we have a spread? Do we have any idea what's supposed to happen in this I game? I think that Duke is of... probably going to be favored, I would say, by nine and a half. I have Ooh, not seen right. anything, but I'm going to go ahead and say All that right. off rip. But I think North Carolina has a real shot. And I did not think that before. Uh, but after the so tweets, deep. after the like tweets, Cole yeah. Anthony has changed. Well, I think this is a game, Tate, that you can throw the records out. And I think there's no love lost. And I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. That uh both teams are gonna yeah. have to play that night. <laughs> Someone's gotta win that it's game. It's gonna come down to who makes shots. <laughs> um, I wanna give a shout out to Snacks from Jackson State. Yeah, uh, that guy's the, the swag player of the week. Um, I, I feel like anyone we love the swag. Anybody who's listening to the show knows who Snacks is, but for the four or five who don't, he's a he was a team manager at 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 it was Jacksonville State, right? Mm-hmm. That was the school um that got into the game at the end. The 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 little caveat with Snacks, we'll say he's thick. We'll say he's Zion-esque. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's got a Zion-esque build yes, to him. He's, <laughs> um, he's in the Zion playing tree. And he became a viral sensation because as soon as he touched the ball, he let it rain from like 35 feet away mm-hmm. and hit, hit a shot and was literally named Swack Player of the Week. That's what's hilarious to me. It's like the whole thing is funny in and of itself and, mm-hmm. and fun and, and all that. But then on top of it, the Swack said, we name a player every single week to be the Player of the Week. We're picking Snacks. Congratulations, Snacks. <laughs> and let's just be quite frank. Every single time we deal with the SWAC team at the 3X3U tournament, we love the SWAC. They are a great conference. They mm-hmm. have a lot of great characters. So, I mean, this is exciting. They are great. The SWAC always comes in like just, they're so desperate for the money. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're so actually fantastic. like not playing around. They're like, yeah. we're here for the cash. Why do you guys have prop money? They almost always, yeah, they, they, they always <laughs> grab the prop money and get mad at us that it's not yeah. real. And they always, yeah. at one point, someone on the SWAC will grab the microphone out of my hand. <laughs> and like, Give me that. Yeah. Um, and start, and talking, start talking to yeah. other people and, in the crowd. Yeah. Cut a, cut a wrestling promo. It's great. It's great theater. Uh, we love that. So, um, Shout out to them. I want to shout out Jay Huff as well. Uh, mm-hmm. 17 straight points to start the game for Virginia. And this is coming on the heels of dominating Duke. Is Jay Huff a Kemba candidate? That's what the people are asking. <laughs> 
Where is this coming from? <sighs> Honestly, I have no idea. Other yeah. than the fact that Tony Bennett is the new Dean Smith. I, I think uh, Mick Cronin made that point today by talking about the pack line. Like Tony Bennett is setting trends in college basketball. And Jay Huff, just seeing the success of someone like Jay Huff, or Kihei Clark, to be quite frank. You know what I mean? Like these guys that are developed into what they become. I I have to give my kudos to Tony Bennett because have, Jay Huff should not be doing this. Can we get a Kihei Clark, Jay Huff, uh, Manute Bowl, Muggsy Bogues picture <laughs> where they're holding the three basketballs? And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I really need the that. Washington I really, Bulls really need that in my life right now. Uh, we saw this from Jay Huff at Duke last year, though. Jay Huff is a talented player. I'm just saying yeah. to get him to play at this high of a level and to be a supreme Do you remember when he came in the game at Duke yes. and was balling out for yes. like a minute and a half and yes. then Zion dunked on him and Tony put his ass on the bench and never put him in again, I think? But I don't know if that's true, but that's that how I remember. That was a Durham moment. You know yeah. I mean? He's like, yeah. you want to play here? You don't like these kids. Yeah. Get out there. Make yeah. it happen. Uh, 10 you have, blocks. You have any other shout outs? Uh, I just want to shout out, honestly, to once again, shout out to Homage for the t-shirts. Mm. I want to shout out to the fact that it is March. I want to shout out to the fact that we're going to be covering college basketball full throttle moving forward. And we have all these games. You're going to go to Dayton. We just shout out that. I am going to Dayton. Yeah, I've, I've talked about it a little bit. Uh, so I impulsively decided uh, I was watching Dayton, Dayton destroy Rhode Island last yes. night. Um, I kind of had it on my radar because I knew college game day was going there. And I had a lot of Dayton fans tweeting at me mm -hmm. like, you should come. Uh, when we went to San Diego State, like there were dating people, like when are you going to do this for us? Because they they know we love them. Um, so I was like, yeah, that'd be kind of funny if I went, but I'm I'm not going to go. Uh, and then I was watching them last night. I realized I have family in Columbus, Ohio. I could just fly into there. I could stay there, drive over to Dayton. I started doing the math, and I said this makes too much sense. I have to go, and I want to see this team play in front of their home crowd. And uh, I feel like I've I've bitten off more than I can chew, though, because <laughs> the response from Dayton fans seems like this is going to be. Just the wildest scene ever. Uh, tickets are outrageous. Everyone, I, I tweeted playing some, George Washington, right? Yeah, who's yeah. like not even that good, but it's it's the final game. It's the best team they've had in school history, and it's mm -hmm. their final time seeing them and and you know in the front of the home crowd. Uh, I tweeted something about what's the beer policy because we we ran into some problems at San Diego State, so I was like, I want to know what I'm getting myself into. And basically, one after another, everyone's like, we are going to get absolutely shit faced. So uh, there will be beer at the at the game, and you should be drinking a lot of it. And I don't know. I'm a little worried, but uh, it'll be <laughs> yes. a fun time. Stay safe out there, and go check out Akron because apparently the Akron swing, yeah. swing up, swing there. on up there yeah, to yeah, see yeah. to Do see Akron. Uh, I have a few more shout outs. I want to, I do want to shout out Kansas, like you said, won the Big 12, 62 conference titles. Uh, it's the most in the NCAA. No one's ever won more conference titles than Kansas. So congratulations, Kansas. The race to 69 is on. You have 62 right now. Uh, and conversely, Kansas State had nine and 21, the most losses they've ever had in the history of their program. So that's the uh, Kansas update for you. <laughs> that's the sunflower status. We'll say, uh, I also want to shout out Mike Bray, who after playing Florida state said there were 15 NBA scouts here. They weren't here for any of our guys. They were here for their guys, <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> Was a fantastic comment say, as well. The saddest thing I've seen in quite some time, Trent Forrest hits hits the shot, hits the layup to get them up. Uh, Notre Dame had won the race at sixty nine. I'm thinking to myself, all right, Notre Dame's going to win this game. I'm talking, of course, about the Florida State Notre Dame game the other night. And Trent Forrest scores, I get the lead, and I'm like, oh no, it's over. He Rex Fluger, he's running down the middle of the floor. He's yelling for the ball. This is senior night, you know what I mean? He's yelling for the ball, and like Rex Fluger has had some great moments, like the tip in, you know, to get him the elite eight. We all remember that. And but I've seen Rex Fluger a lot over the years at Notre Dame. And just to see this moment where like, he was open, you know what I mean? And if they had thrown the ball to Rex Fluger, he probably could have hit this like great shot. It yeah. would have been like his moment. Didn't get the pass. And then he just – did you see him slam the ball down at the end of the game? 
And I was just Did like... Did he really? I, I was like, Notre Dame is my pick for the AC Tournament Dark Horse after that moment. Because Fluger, <laughs> Fluger's on fire. Fluger's also Mike, a Kemba candidate. <laughs> Mike Bray, yeah, Rex Fluger, Kemba candidate. Mike Bray, uh, he's going to be on another level. I can't believe he said that. I did not see that in the press conference. But that moment... That, no, he's negging his team. Is there Name a more iconic duo than ACC coaches negging their team this year. Mike Bray. I mean, that's what, that's that's the what everyone's... That's uh, the run. What are your, what's your stance on Mike Bray to UCLA now? Now that we've talked to Mick, now now that Mick Cronin's our best friend, I think after seeing Mike Bray and hearing what you said, he said in that press conference, You're Mike out. Bray to Pepperdine. Okay, okay. <laughs> you got to knock him down just, a level. <laughs> Mike Bray to Pepperdine. We just want to get him on the West Coast. Uh, a team that doesn't want to get on the West Coast, though. My final shout out is uh, the Chicago State Cougars, mm. who are uh, are not going are they to Seattle. Done yet? <laughs> Did you, the, the this was this was big news in my world. They are not traveling to Seattle to play, uh, and and they're in the Western Athletic Conference. Yeah, they're the whack. Um, out of, and that's literal. Like that that makes sense. The coronavirus has saved Chicago State from another <laughs> whack loss. They they are saying they're not playing. They're not flying to Washington because of Corona. And are you serious? This is, this is a true story. Yeah, they said. They they looked at the standing. I think they're like they haven't won in the conference all year, and they decided now. Now that's this is a perfect good timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they that's, should also hang that's a, a draw. If 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 the coronavirus kills the Final Four and Michigan State's hanging a banner, I think Chicago State should as well. It should yeah, be like, we should, we would have. Any, won. we're all champions. Yeah, we're <laughs> in solidarity. We will all raise banners together. Um, all right, that you have anything else? Or <laughs> I think get... San Diego State just put the banner up already. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like we're gonna get that up. Go ahead and put that up. Say, listen, San Diego State. If you're gonna raise the banner for 2020, put it up. Like, get some balls and raise. Like, <laughs> if, if they would have raised the national title banner yeah. or or raise like a 2021 banner, mm. now we're talking. Mm. Like, you should have raised like three banners at once. You should have said yeah. 2020 champs, 2021 <laughs> champs, 2022 champs. Uh-huh. Come get some bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got the Larry O'Brien trophy down there. Kawhi, the for Kawhi. This is Kawhi's Larry O'Brien trophy. He's gonna win it this year. <gasps> All right, can we talk to Moses? Uh, are Moses we doing pick? it? Yeah, yeah. All right, it's time for uh, Moses picks. We have <laughs> pick. We have Moses. He is here. He is knocked out. It's been a long day. Um, but we're gonna. I'm gonna pick him up. Are you ready? Moses. Are you ready to take? You gotta give the play by play. Yes. All right. Moses all right. is on the ground. And Moses, what games are we doing? We got Winthrop. There's one. There's, <laughs> there's one game. It's uh Wofford versus Citadel oh, wow. in the first round of the uh, the uh, SoCal tournament. Come on. Moses. This is a South Carolina showdown. Um. Unlike anything we've seen in years. Oh, this is the hardest part. Wofford is a great team, by the way. So I would go. I would take Wofford in that game, hundred percent. Right. Let's get him locked in. Here comes Moses. He's not sure what he wants, but he wants a snack. Oh, he's coming for the snacks already. Moses, come on. All right, Moses is down. Okay. All right, Moses is down. Here's here's what we got, Moses. All right, Moses. on the left we have Wofford. Wofford. No. No cheating. The Terriers. Right, the Wofford the Terriers. The Wofford Terriers. On mm-hmm. the right, we have the Citadel Bulldogs, I believe. Moses, when you're ready. Make your okay. choice. Wofford to the left. Go, Moses. Oh, okay, wow. make he's, your pick. He's thinking Citadel. Okay. He's he's really. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Pick one, Moses. Moses, we need an answer. <laughs> we need an answer. <laughs> Honestly, I think this is him saying I'm not going to watch. This is fantastic. He's, he's like, what channel is this on? I need to know first. Moe's, okay. Moe's, which one? Here, I got to prime him. Try try a treat, Moe's. That's what it tastes like. You like these treats. This is the college basketball. Okay, you like one. college basketball, Moe's. Take, take, take a bite. Okay, pick one. 
this is fantastic theater. <laughs> He's thinking about it. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Nope. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> uh. He's still sizing it up. Citadel. It okay. looks like Citadel to me. I feel like he's leaning Citadel. Go, Moses. Moses. Okay. Okay. Eat it. Eat the snack. <laughs> eat, the, eat the tree. <laughs> this was a great idea the first time we did it. And uh, Mo- I, th- I think Moses is holding out. Well, I think, I think Honestly, I think he's gotten in his own head. You know I, how this works in entertainment. <laughs> like, you know, you become a star, then you get in your own head about what you do. Moses, he, look, people want you to eat. It's not because they think you're big or anything. They just want you to get eat a snack, <laughs> make a pick. Okay, Moses. Oh, Citadel. He's, he's out of all of this. <laughs> this is hilarious. You can watch all of this on uh, Fox Sports YouTube page, by the way. Those of you listening, yeah. uh, horrible, horrible segment, as it turns out, because Moses is not picking anything. It was supposed to go quickly, but uh, I think he has to officially abstain. I think that's... Moses, do you want to abstain? Speak. Speak. Yeah. Abstain. <laughs> abstain. I think you abstain. Once again, that's two in a row. Uh, I don't know. I feel. I feel like... This next pick he makes next week is is That's big, be a big because one. yeah you can't you can't get a reputation Moses we understand where you're coming from right now but you can't have a reputation of hard to work with yeah you know what I mean yeah. you don't want people saying that about you as a talent I think that's what's going on I think I think he saw the numbers the videos were doing the first time and he's holding out now he's like I'm not doing this for free bitch give all me right, some Moses. money so, all right. tell us your day rate all right um that's it that's the show uh I will see everyone in Dayton this weekend uh thank you guys for listening. Anything else, Tate? No, we'll see you on Tuesday and stay safe in Dayton. Speak. Nice.